0: Hey there fellow entrepreneurs, if you're tired of complicated domain management, I've got the solution for you, Hover.com. Hover makes registering and managing domains a breeze. Their clean interface and hassle-free experience will save you time and frustration. No upsells, no hidden fees, just straightforward domain services. Plus, Hover offers top-notch customer support. Make your life easier, head over to milwaukeemafia.com slash hover and simplify your domain journey today.
1: You're listening to Milwaukee Mafia, your weekly podcast dose
0: of Wisconsin Mafia and true crime history. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Milwaukee Mafia podcast. I'm Eric Walterkins. I'm Gavin Schmidt. And Gavin, take our way with the next topic. The Does the Milwaukee
1: Mafia Still Exist episode.
0: Ooh. All right. So does the Milwaukee Mafia still exist? No no (laughs) oh we have (laughs) an end of the episode No, it's a little a little bit
1: a little bit longer than that a little bit longer than that okay so this episode i really i kind of want to run through um what we know what we don't know and really kind of explain to people um how i do what i do not i mean not completely that would forever but (laughs) but um at least as far as this question's concerned so as far as does the milwaukee mafia still exist um the last mob murder in milwaukee that we know for certain was a mob murder in milwaukee was way back in 1989
0: but that's not that long ago though it's kind of long well (laughs) you're we're getting old yeah i guess we are getting old God, okay. Way to rub it in. Yeah. Just remember, you're all, you're still older than I am. Yep. So, <laughs> the
1: last major mafia boss—not saying the last one, but the last major one—died in 1993. Okay. So the biggest boss died almost 30 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just to put this in context, like we haven't had like a huge named boss or a major murder in 30 years now. The FBI went through their tally of known mob members um, throughout the country on November 30th, 1993. Very convenient, since this wasn't long after the major boss died. It's not why they did it, but it's it's helpful. Uh they said that at that time Milwaukee had only 14 Mafia members still alive.
0: So now when when you say 14 Mafia members still alive, these mm-hmm. are these could just be 80-year-old guys that are really not doing anything anymore, mm-hmm. but they just happen to be a mafia member, say, in the 70s or something. Correct. Okay.
1: They even noted on there, they said most of these guys are elderly.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they noted that right on there.
1: Okay. Um, they listed Peter Bellastri, who is the brother of Frank Bellastri, the last major mob boss. They listed him as the quote-unquote acting boss, which means they didn't even think there really was a boss anymore. This was just the kind of the guy filling the spot. They listed Joseph Caminiti, also known as Joe Camel, as the consigliere, the, the counselor. And everybody else was just listed as a soldier. There was nobody. There were no captains looking over the soldiers. Um, there was no underboss. I mean, this was all that they thought was left in 1993. My speculation based on that was at this point, these guys were just kind of riding it out. You know, they're mostly retired. When they died, there weren't going to be many guys left. Um, so, is the FBI wrong? Were there more guys I didn't know about? Possible. I mean, that's always possible. But I tend to think their information
0: was pretty reliable. So now, in 1993, these people that were still—well, these were all the elderly people, more or less—that that you're talking about, mostly, right? yeah. So, so they weren't out there doing anything. This was. In theory, more or less just uh hey, there used to be a mafia, and we're still going to give each other roles, but we're not really doing mafia type things we that's
1: that is my understanding. Um, now, in comparison to these 14 guys in Milwaukee, the biggest family mafia family in the United States at this time was the Gambinos, who are one of the families in New York. They have two hundred and six members, so that's they're doing great they got 206 is a very good sized group. The smallest group was actually a tie between New Orleans and Tucson, Arizona. And they each only had two, (laughs) which isn't really probably very helpful. Interesting to note that Milwaukee was actually bigger than New Orleans. All the major families were in the east by now. Um, Buffalo had 49 and Chicago only had 48. So even Buffalo is a more powerful mob city than Chicago
0: mm-hmm.
1: by the 90s. Just kind of see like that's how, that, according to the FBI, that's how things were sitting at that point. At this point, the FBI was focused primarily on drugs. Um, they noted there were some hangouts for drug dealers in the Italian community, Um They followed what they called the Senisi Carini faction of the Sicilian mafia, Um, which these weren't even local Milwaukee guys. These were guys from Sicily, like in the United States or in Wisconsin in this case, who were involved in these networks. So it's not even like a Milwaukee specific thing. Um, The mob still had some control over the international boxing organization, the IBO at this point. Um, and there was still some corruption in the hotel and restaurant union, um, which the FBI broke up in the 80s, but apparently it was still sort of lingering on in the 90s. So that's about that's about it as far as what they were following, as far as crimes. Nothing too majorly scary there. So
0: the this, what did you call it, the hotel?
1: The hotel and restaurant union.
0: Yeah, well, what was that?
1: What, what is what, what? What is
0: the hotel and restaurant union? Like why was the mob involved in this? Oh,
1: um, different things. Uh, same as any other union. I mean, it's always you can you can skim money out of it. Um, you know, there'd be like pension funds you can take money out of. But um, one thing they did in this case, in Milwaukee specifically, is they would sign people up. They would sign like waiters, waitresses, cooks, things like this up for the, the hotel and restaurant union. But they didn't tell them that they were being signed up. Okay. So they would be taking money out of their paychecks and putting it into the fund for the union. But then they didn't bother to tell them that, you know, if they look at their paycheck, they'd figure it out. But a lot of people didn't actually look at the breakdown. So this money would go in this fund that was was a mob-controlled fund, and the people wouldn't get it back because they don't know that they're eventually going to get a pension or they've got, you know, health insurance or whatever it is that they're paying for. This was just this extra money that they were stealing from waiters, waitresses and cooks.
0: At this point in time it seems like the crimes they're involved in are a little more less hands-on, less risky types of sure, way more conservative type crimes. Is is there something is there a time that you know of in history where they kind of made that transition? Hmm. Or do you think that just the mafia kind of died off and then now they're older and they're just, they're not really looking to go around and shoot people anymore or whatever. They're just mm-hmm. looking or rough people up. They just want to find easy ways to make easy money.
1: Well, I mean, that's uh, that really is the bottom line is is they're there to make money. I mean, I think we've talked about that in the past that, you know, despite the fact there are all these murders in, in Milwaukee and any. Mob City, really, in any Mob City history, um, that you don't gain anything from killing a person, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, um, when really all you want to do is make money. So later on, you know, as time goes on, especially by the 60s or 70s, you can make more money as being a shady lawyer or shady accountant than you can going around breaking into someone's house and stealing their silverware or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so. It's just sort of how it goes. And I've never seen this in Milwaukee, so I can't speak to that. But like in New York, I mean, some of these mob guys are very sophisticated. And they're running Wall Street scams and crap like that. So, I mean, it's it's more and more of that kind of thing. It's like because the bottom line is they want money. That's what they're there for.
0: And I guess like. It's probably like they're a long-running crime syndicate. Yes. So they, it's bound that to happen that they're just going to get smarter about the way they commit their crimes than, than you know, somebody that just kind of comes out of nowhere and says, hey, I'm going to go start robbing people. Right. You know. Right. And even that person, after they've done it so many times, gotten in trouble for it, gone to jail, they're eventually going to get out. And if they continue to do it, they're going to do it smarter. They're not going to make the same mistakes over and over again. Sure.
1: So, sure. These old timers, these fourteen guys, um, they're they're dying off, you know. They're getting old. And as of now, I don't necessarily know who all fourteen of those guys are. I could probably figure it out if I went back and looked. Um, but I do know that two of those fourteen are still alive as of this moment. <laughs> um, but I don't think either one of them is really all that dangerous. Um, and I'm not sure if they ever really were. Um, one of them was named as a mob member just because he was related to other mob members, and I'm not entirely convinced that he ever really was involved with much of anything. And the other guy got named because he inherited a, a corrupt business from his family, um, which I can't... I'm not going to say anybody's names because I don't want to get sued by the people who are still alive. <laughs> um, but... Uh, but i will say i will say this um, it's a cheese factory in Fond du Lac, so uh you can figure out what that is so yeah i don't even think these two guys that i know are still alive or even like a thing like there's no reason to be the least bit concerned about them you know, there's a few other guys who were minor gamblers i've even heard stories in the last few years of they're still seeing some stuff go on at the bars but again it's like it's gambling. It, nobody takes that seriously anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody does that. Like, you, you go to a bar now and you do shake of the day or you do a pack or pool or whatever. And technically, that's illegal. Right. But nobody enforces that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, if, if that's what it's come down to where the mafia is running gambling out of bars, that's not <laughs> – nobody cares.
0: Now they're just running a legitimate business, really. I mean, it might be a little bit on the fray of – legality but yeah but it's pretty much pretty harmless stuff
1: yeah um there's one guy right now who lives in milton which is kind of by janesville he was a a major player in the heroin trade in the 1980s Uh, he's still alive but again pretty sure he's retired um so yeah i mean i don't know is is there still a mafia in milwaukee my gut says no what then? This is where I have to explain why I cannot say a hundred percent no. Okay. The majority of my information, I mean, the vast majority of my information, um, comes from FBI files. The problem with relying on FBI files is I can only get FBI files on people who have passed dead people. What happens is, is the files from the 1960s are very good. I mean, anybody who appears in those files who is dead, I can see those. Mm In the 70s, anybody who's in those who's dead, I can see those.
0: But more people aren't dead.
1: But more people aren't dead. And then by the 80s, there's a lot of people who, you know, were in their 20s or 30s in the 80s doing questionable stuff. They're still very much with us. The 90s, you know, I've gotten bits and pieces of 90s files, but... The majority of those I can't get. I, I'm pretty firm on, on my belief, but at the same time, I'm relying on files where I see less and less as time moves on. So it could be in 50 years from now, I request files from the 90s. I mean, 50 years if I'm even still alive in 50 years. <laughs> but, but you know, but if I did, and, uh, it I could I, I could be very wrong. I mean, there could have been a really major scam going on in the 90s that, none of us ever knew about.
0: Maybe I just completely missed this, but so you're talking with the files. You can get a file once somebody dies? Yes. And then you can read that file, but if somebody that's related in that file is still alive, yeah, you can black it out or Correct,
1: whatever. yeah, yep, yep. The, so like... The people who go through the file, before they release them to me, they don't just be like, oh, this guy's dead, here's the file. They go through it page by page, and they mark the hell out of it. So, mm-hmm. um if they if they know somebody's still alive, they'll cross it out so I can't read it. And if they don't know if someone's alive or dead, they'll cross it out. So a lot of times they they're over they over cross it out, mm-hmm. which is really annoying. <laughs> but they have to do it, you know. Right. Because if they start releasing things about people who are alive and. The people who are alive find out that the FBI was bugging their phone. Uh, they're going to get themselves in trouble. No. So they don't want they don't want that known.
0: Do you got more to go through? A little. I bit. got lots of questions. A little but, bit, but yeah,
1: bring the questions.
0: Well, my biggest question is: is so we see the mafia members get older and older, yeah, and then just so it almost seems like the people aged and then just kind of it just kind of gradually died. Yeah. Do you have any evidence to share or do you have any theories on... Obviously, throughout the life of the Mafia, people got old. Sure, but, yeah. But it kept going because their kids or whatever kind of picked up the slack and took on the roles that, as the, pe- the previous members got older, they would come in and take over. Do you have any theories or evidence of at what point did that stop happening in that it was just a group of mafia members just getting old.
1: (laughs) I don't know if this is exactly um, the answer you're looking for, but uh, I would say that it was probably like at its biggest in maybe the forties and fifties. And then starting in the 1960s, it decreased. And again, this may just be a reflection of the records, but that's my impression based on the fact that, the records that I do have, uh, they still mention, like, when there's going to be a ceremony to make new members.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they might cross out who, the, who it is, but they'll still say there's a ceremony. And they really just kind of stop. Like, after the 60s, the ceremonies just kind of stop. They don't take in new guys really anymore. So that's when, if you're not getting new guys in, you're going to slowly run out of guys. And, you know, there's a few reasons for that. Um, one, um, the main guy running the show, again, Frank Bastieri, um, I don't think he really cared about adding new guys. Because the old bosses were very conscious of this being an organization. And they were like, we got to always add new guys we got to keep this up and running, you know. So if one guy goes down, we got another guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Frank cared about that. I think Frank cared about getting rich, and so it didn't matter. That like, after he was gone, I don't think he gave a crap.
0: <laughs> That's really interesting. So, so the theory theory behind it is is that it was kind of poorly ran. Yeah. Towards the end, like yes. Frank Ballisteri did a very poor job with.
1: I mean, depending on how you look at it. If if your if your goal as boss is to make a strong organization, yeah, I think he failed. If your goal as boss is to get rich, then I think he did a great job. (laughs) So I mean it depends. But but yeah, if if it was his responsibility to keep it going, he failed.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. And yeah, and also the other thing is just it's kind of what you're dealing with as far as the the population. I mean, it's Milwaukee. It's not a major city. Um, when when you're in the mafia and you can only rely on people who are Italian to be members, you're automatically limiting yourself. Um, as opposed to New York, I mean, New York. First of all, the population is significantly larger, but the Italian population is significantly larger. So they've got a bigger pool to draw from, um, and they've got a culture. I mean, when you think about the ma, I mean. When I think about the mob, I think about Milwaukee because that's what I'm familiar with. But the average person thinks about New York, New Jersey. That's that's what they picture as the mob.
0: And do you think that over, you know, even around the 60s, maybe it wasn't even Frank Balistrieri's fault that this happened. Mm-hmm. Do you think that at a period in time, the Italian population just kind of decreased in Milwaukee? Mm-hmm. And I mean, if I'm not mistaken, but I forget the ward you call it. The the third Third ward. ward. That's what I thought it was, but um, the third ward, it's not – you go to the third ward today, it's not a huge Italian community. Not at all. It's just – Not at all. It's just a neighborhood more or less. Right.
1: The Italian community center is there, like the building where they have their activities, but that's just more to kind of mark where the neighborhood was. I don't know that there's almost anybody left there. Now it's all condos and stuff.
0: So, do you know when that that community kind of started breaking up? Would that have been around?
1: It would be. Sim- it would be similar. It would be similar because, as you might recall um, from the Little Pink Church episode, they put the, they ran the freeway through there, mm-hmm. um, and that wasn't necessarily like the defining moment, but it did push people out, and a lot of people already by that point had moved out because the third ward was not. I mean, a lot of people. Old-timers will look back fondly and be like, it was such a great neighborhood to grow up in. You'll hear that a lot. Um, By our standards today, it was kind of a ghetto. (laughs) So, you know, once families started doing well for themselves, they got out.
0: Mm -hmm. So, and I wonder if that's what a huge part of it was, was just the dispersal of that tight-knit community. Just kind of didn't make the mafia work the way it should. That's anymore. that's more.
1: That's a very good point as well. That's a very good point because yeah, it didn't. You didn't. I mean, obviously, also not everyone is going around speaking Sicilian. They all speak English. Yeah, you know. I mean, they're basically Americans completely. Not that they weren't Americans before, but you know, the
0: culture. So now, and then you talked about a the last known for sure mafia murder was in 1989 yep, correct yep is that murder attached to clearly attached to the mafia doing something illegal or or sure. or do you want to cover that murder in a different episode well that, that would definitely
1: get its own episode i mean okay. absolutely that's well, that's going i don't know how long it'll take us to get there cuz it's cuz i'm working forward but if someone specifically asks i'll do it sooner but yeah no that's definitely its own episode i mean any murder should be its own episode really but
0: well then we'll leave that or question for that episode so okay a couple more things to go yeah a
1: little a little bit a little bit so uh i mean when you look at what options there are for there to be a mob um the drugs, uh, a lot of times you see those now, the Latino gangs are involved in drugs or the bikers are involved in drugs. Uh, it's not really, the, you don't go to the, the mafia for drugs. Unions, which was like the number one way that they could skim money. Unions aren't really a thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Unions
1: have completely collapsed in this country. Um, whether you agree with that or not is, you know, good or bad. Um, for the mob, that really took away a lot of their money, their money source. Um, gambling, as we had mentioned, uh, gambling—you're not getting the money. I mean, you might own a casino in Vegas and get rich off of it. You don't. Not a lot of people go to a bookie to place a bet anymore. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not really a thing. Um, Prostitution—it's not really organized. Um, you don't see a lot of brothels anymore. Um, I don't know where any are. Uh, you know, it, you might see prostitutes on occasion I mean I don't know if you remember I know I remember going to the rave in Milwaukee and it was a, a thing
0: dude did, did this completely pass by me like was I just completely well maybe oblivious to this maybe or? you
1: weren't there for that but we actually we got propositions a few times really I don't yeah. think
0: I ever was that there for a show like that.
1: yeah yeah which just so listeners know I never I never <laughs> took them up on that um but anyway yeah so there really isn't much for the mob to do. All the stuff that they would do isn't really there anymore. Um,
0: yeah, it almost sounds to a certain extent like they just never kept up with the times. They kind of let their industries die and then they never looked around and said, hey, what's the next thing? You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of how it is. It's like anything that was a money ma- I mean, you're, <laughs> writing a black hand letter to somebody and trying to get money out of them. It's not going to work anymore. It's. I mean, you could try it, but it's. Most people aren't going to fall. I don't for know. That. You
0: tell the Nigerians that man, because they're okay. They're they're scamming people left and right. Okay, now. you you proved me wrong. <laughs> you're right. The
1: Nigerians and then the uh, the people who were like, I'm in love with you. Send me money so I can move. To- yeah, you're right. That's it. Is still a thing. It is still a thing. Okay, you know what? I'm, it, I'm wrong. <laughs> you know
0: what? I have a working theory. I think every time I pick up my phone and it says. Hey, don't hang up. Your car insurance is – or the warranty on your car is about to expire. I think that's all run by the mafia. That's the current yeah? mafia. Okay.
1: Yeah? Okay. Oh, man. Well, you – okay. Well,
0: You got, you got you, research to do. Yeah, you
1: totally you, – you kicked my butt there. You're right. Okay, extortion is still very much a real thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but not in the forms it used to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, bottom line, um, is there still a mafia in Milwaukee? I'm going to say no. There might be a couple old guys. Um, maybe even there's some guys in Kenosha who are connected to Chicago. Maybe. But I would say no. I would say there's not. Um, and then my, my final line on here says, ask me again next year. <laughs> because, you know, I still continue to get FBI files. I get new files all the time. So one of these days, maybe a file will show up in
0: that will strongly suggest.
1: it'll strongly. And then I'll, and I'll go back to this, and I'll be like, "Yep, this was crap. Everything I told you today <laughs> is crap." Um, yeah. But I'm fairly confident that it's pretty much just dried up.
0: Are you very, very confident that that record? It's not a records thing. Like, what makes you so confident that you know? Because really, the mafia could be running rampant today, mm-hmm. but you would have no idea. But you would still see there would be crimes happening. that right.
1: You could. And that's the thing. That's the thing. The records have dried up, but um, it's not in the newspapers. It's not in the courts, which, you know, like I said, last known mob murder was 1989. It's not like they just d- stopped reporting it. If there was a mob murder, yeah. they'd report it. Um, and I should clarify, um, this is specifically the mafia. If someone phrased the question differently, is there still organized crime? I would change my answer because heck, yeah, um there's the the outlaws motorcycle gang still very active, the Banditos motorcycle gang there's any number of um inner city gangs in Milwaukee who have connections with Chicago gangs or gangs down in Texas, Louisiana, where you know they're funneling cocaine, heroin, whatever else, I mean, organized crime, strong as ever. Just not the mafia.
0: Yeah, and there is plenty of you can find a trail of that kind of organized crime, whereas there's simply no trail right now that you can see of there being a mafia, which probably just suggests that it doesn't exist. Right. Interesting. So
1: it depends on your phrasing, but when I'm speaking specifically mafia, I don't think it's around.
0: But what we're going to find out in 20 years is that the mafia was running all of these gangs that we know of today, and and they had just become – they're like the lizard people that run the government or whatever, and oh, really? Completely, completely out of sight and out of mind, but they run everything. Would be the way to do it, <laughs> it. Really would. All right, I feel like I'm going down a rabbit hole of terribleness here, so I think we should wrap this episode up.
1: No, it sounds good. I, I think you asked some really great questions, and I'm glad that you glad that you brought them up.
0: Hit hit everybody up with some contact info.
1: Sure. If you want to go to my website, it's MilwaukeeMafia.com. Very simple. If you want to email me, it's MilwaukeeMafia at gmail.com. Very simple. Um, And you can also find me on Facebook. I'm pretty easy to track down. There's me and there's a volleyball player in Canada. I am not the Canadian volleyball player. He just wishes he was. I don't even (laughs) wish I was. But I'm, I'm pretty easy to find if you want to get a hold of me.
0: All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to the Milwaukee Mafia podcast. Join us next week for another look back at Wisconsin mafia and true crime history. Hey, Amazon selling enthusiast, it's Eric here, and if you're tired of the inventory management struggle, I've got a game changer for you: InventoryLab.com. Inventory Lab simplifies e-commerce. Inventory management integrates seamlessly with Amazon and even syncs effortlessly with QuickBooks for hassle-free accounting. Go to Milwaukee Mafia/IL now because your success deserves efficient inventory management. Happy selling.